Welcome to Beyond the Bell. Today's guest is Justin Johnson, who is the director of bands in my district. He conducts the concert band, symphonic band, and the symphonic wind ensemble. He also directs the pep band, marching band, and jazz band. Justin and I have been teaching remotely since March with hybrid plans in the works. Hi, Justin. Welcome to Beyond the Bell. I'm really happy you're able to join me today. Um, Justin and I teach in the same district, so uh, we've known each other for a while, and we've both been teaching remotely throughout this whole pandemic. But um, can you tell us what it's been like for you? Uh, sure. First of all, thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to be uh, on a podcast with you today. So hopefully uh, <laughs> people can kind of hear what, what things we're doing on my end. So it's been pretty weird, to say the least, considering uh, the subject that I teach, which is music, of course, is not really set up to be done on a computer screen. Uh, and, you know, in an already difficult situation, it's extremely difficult to do behind a computer screen just because there's no real way to do it collectively. And that's the entire reason why people play an instrument is to be able to make music with other people. So that, which is one of the most fundamental pieces of, of, of doing it is completely changed now. So uh, it's pretty much been an exercise in trying to retool how to do different things and find the best way to continue to create some semblance of being able to play together through computer screens. So it's been a pretty substantial challenge, but you know, yeah, I can't even imagine trying to teach band online. I mean, it's hard enough trying to teach English, but can you kind of walk us through like what you've done and what that looks like? Like, I'm just trying to picture it. So like walk me through a typical class. Yeah. So, uh, using lots of the polls at the beginning to kind of get people engaged so I can at least see them, even if they don't turn their cameras on, because, of course, you know, we can't really make them turn their cameras on. So mm-hmm. at least I get one piece of uh, interaction at the beginning through whether a poll or a question or something where they type in the chat. Uh, but it's been a lot of kind of self-led individual practice things. So they'll get given a directive at the beginning, whether it be, hey, we're, we're working on this scale today, this articulation or these things. And then they get a few minutes to work that on their own. And one of the actual good things is I actually get to hear individuals more now since we're not 40 kids in front of me in a classroom. Mm -hmm. So I'll hear individuals play on Zoom, of course, not together, because that that was a train wreck the first day we did that. Everybody together just for fun. It was (laughs) so. Do you use like individual breakout rooms for that? Like put them all in their own uh, room? No, we we use those occasionally in sections, but uh, when they play for me, I just leave everybody there. So okay, here. so yeah, we I hear you. So you just call room. out like you go, you go, you go. Okay, yep. I actually give them the opportunity. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a little slow with my younger students, older students, not so much. They just they're, they're used to it by now, so they they're just like, yeah, I'll play next. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, that's um, and we've done a bunch of new things, new projects that we wouldn't normally get to do. Uh, We've been able to invite people from all over the world into our classroom because we don't have to worry about trying to fly them here or, you know, (laughs) where to house them when they come. So we've been able to do a bunch of that. And we've also done some recording projects and things of that nature, which is cool because that's a unique thing in and of itself that I really never got to do when I was a student. So being able to record things and do recording projects is, you know, that's been pretty fun. So. So have you found that you've had to like change your curriculum up quite a bit in terms of what you're doing with the students? Uh, yes. And it's more, I, uh, 
not necessarily a wholesale change, just more of a focus on the areas that I can actually do on a computer. So as opposed to where probably 80% to 90% of what we did was performance based. We're getting ready for a concert, which is, you know, we do two of those a semester. So it's like six, mm-hmm. six or seven weeks. We're doing a new, new concert. We perform it. We put all that music away and start fresh again with new stuff. So it's kind of been getting away from that heavy performance aspect to more like the theory side of, of music, uh, some of the creativity stuff, composition ish types of types of things. Uh, and really being able to focus on kind of skill development, whereas we wouldn't really get the time to just dig into hey articulation or scales today because we've got concerts coming up. Now we we actually have time to do some of that individual work that I hope whenever we're able to play again together, students feel like they have more skill on the instrument. So, is there of- certain like apps or technology that you're using now that you haven't used before in your classes? Yeah, we uh, we adopted a new kind of a learning management system that's music specific called Music First, which houses a bunch of different things. So it's got a sight reading app where it computer generates sight reading for the students to do uh, Soundtrap, which is a digital audio interface app where we actually recorded our project that we did over the winter break. Everything was recorded in Soundtrap real time. So each student logs in, they record their part. I see it real time. I can take it and cut and splice things together uh, through the app. So we've used we've used some old some old things like a music music theater websites, but it's really Soundtrap and this music first suite that's got a bunch of stuff in it is really the new the new stuff, the new toys, I guess I could say. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so um, how are you using asynchronous time? So Justin and I teach in a district, we see our students twice a week, and then we have an asynchronous day. So how do you use that time with the students? We've used a kind of a, a different uh, approach to it. We've had a bunch of master classes on that Wednesday. So uh, for instance, we had a flute master class from one of the Flutes in the president's own Marine band came and did a full master class. We've had trumpet master classes, guest artists, guest speakers. We did a we did a collaboration with Niles North's band program where we had a professor from uh, University of Iowa come in and talk about performance anxiety. So we've kind of used that time to master classes, uh, special guests, and things of that nature, where all the students across all the band classes can kind of meet together. Oh, that's cool. So you're using uh, Wednesdays as a, a time for like enrichment, sort of, it sounds like. Yeah. That's great. And how, what would you say the biggest challenge is teaching band online? Really just trying to make up for the thing that is impossible to make up, like the, <laughs> like being in yeah. space, playing music with people is really only one way to do it is to be mm-hmm. in a space with people making music. So it's trying to manufacture that piece when you know that you can't really manufacture that piece because there's no way to recreate that through a computer screen. There's no there's no device. Mm-hmm. There's no software right now that where you can have a real rehearsal with everybody playing real time, hearing the same music and being able to move and address the things that you hear as you play. There's nothing for that right now. So outside of being outside to play, which I live a little bit north, it's snowing right now. So that's not mm-hmm. really an option. So right. it's just trying to trying to find a way to still be able to keep music going. And, you know, most musicians are used to 
always being hard on ourselves and trying to figure out how to get better at this next thing. And we have a, a real tough time most, most, mostly with like uh, having that deficit thing. And what am I bad at? Let me work on this thing right now. So, you know, when you get stuck in that mindset and you don't get to perform with people or sit next to people and get that part of the experience, which, which are all kind of the rewards of playing the instrument. Like it makes it tough when now I'm only posed with like, I'm working on getting better at this thing that I'm not good at right now with no reward mm-hmm. on the back end. So, right. Kind of makes do you it see, difficult. yeah. Do you see your students, especially those students who are like seniors and have been in the program for a while, have you heard them or have they like express that sort of missing that piece of the performance piece? Like how are students dealing with that um, loss? Well, we, we talk often about it, but they don't really have to, because I'm, I'm in, you know, I understand completely. I know mm-hmm. how I would feel if I were in, in their position right now. And I mean, this goes back to last year. We had a uh, last year's senior class, we prepared this great concert and the pandemic happened and we were out the Friday before our scheduled concert, which was the next Tuesday. So we did all of that work. I mean, eight works of intense work on what they told me was some of their favorite literature that they learned ever in the time that they played the instrument and we never got to perform it in public. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a huge like letdown because you spend all of that time and energy and learning right. the music and preparing it and getting it ready. And then you don't get to, you don't get to showcase what you, what you've done. So what most of the seniors like, and we've had some, some experiences, non-performing though, other than the recordings that we made where like we still had ILMEA, which was virtual of course, and things of that nature. But, you know, right now I'm just trying to get them to be hopeful that at some point we'll get to, whether it's playing outside in small groups or something that we'll get to do something where they actually get to make music with each other. But yeah, it's a, it's hard to continue to kind of look to the future and be hopeful about it when there's not a lot in terms of like the metrics and the numbers and all of those things that are saying like, (laughs) no, not going to happen. So. Yeah. I mean, just specifically, I mean, there's so much loss for all of our students who are involved with all kinds of activities, but that you like, you're right. There's like no way to replicate playing music with other people online. It doesn't matter how strong the technology is. I mean, that's what's so powerful about being in the presence of musicians playing together is that energy. And that just doesn't translate, I'm sure. And those students, (laughs) I I can't even imagine, um, you know, how frustrated they probably are. And just to um, have to, you know, just process that kind of loss, you know? Yeah. And, you know, luckily, uh, I've, I've got a bunch of really resilient seniors and upperclassmen students that are like, still still like coming and turning on their cameras and putting in effort and playing and practicing and turning in assignments and stuff. And I definitely don't take that for granted because I know that that's a, that's something that they honestly don't have to do. <laughs> they don't mm-hmm. have to do that. They're doing it because they've got, they've got something in them that's going, this is the right thing to do. And I know that I would have every excuse in the world not to put my best foot forward or do my best work right now, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I'm, I'm appreciative of that because you know, it's hard enough to be scream, uh, you know, screaming at a computer screen all day or talking at a computer screen and not really getting much feedback <laughs> from mm-hmm. from the blank from the blank squares with names in them. So <laughs> right. So do how do you handle that with like making sure that you hear every student's perf- performing? Do they do a lot of audio recordings for you? 
I, I, I'm, I'm at, in all honesty, I haven't done as much as I normally would because I'm trying to be thoughtful of their time. I understand that kid that, that students have limited time to record because they've got siblings that are in their room. So they can't just play trombone in, in the house, you mm-hmm. know, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to be aware of things like that. But also, I'm just trying to be aware of their time. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, I'm not going to put my musical aspirations on you and then, like, try to still push you the way I would I would if we were in person right now when I know there's so much going on, even for, for the students. Like, a lot of them are taking care of their siblings while they're at home, helping siblings with schoolwork. And I did get that information at the beginning of the year. I had, I had them fill out a survey for me and let me know what they what they had going on in their house. So I knew to be kind of more aware with how I schedule things. And we talk before I even assign things, I say, Hey, this sound fair, just sound like something that we can do in this time. Let me know if we can't. So there's a, there's more of a communication where I think in the past, I didn't, I didn't do much of that. And that's probably something that I'll take back to the classroom, just like giving them an opportunity to let me know because they, they do so much stuff. And, you know, I've got the students that are in like seven AP classes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm trying right. to be aware and like, just not, overwhelm them with what I've got going on, but still grow and improve them as musicians as well. So. Mm-hmm. And do you, how are, how is it with the the newer students, like the freshmen? Uh, honestly, they've got a lot of potential to fret this for this freshman class has got a lot of talented students in it, but they're also pretty enthusiastic. Like they're competitive with each other and uh, lots of students that turn on that, that are like present both, mm-hmm. uh, showing their faces and like answering in the chat, even the ones. And I tell them all the time, like, I'm not really concerned with you turning your camera on. Like, I just want you to be like engaged with what we're right, doing. Right. Not because I'm, I'm the teacher Listen to me, but because I know that if you don't engage now, that at some point this material is going to be in your face and you're going to be like, I don't know what to do. So in order right. to avoid that further stress, which we're already stressed right now, we're already anxious about things you can kind of help alleviate some of that by being more proactive at the beginning so that things don't compile and kind of weigh you down later on when you got, when you got so much stuff going on. So we definitely try to push that to the, to the young ones. So to prepare them better for the future. (laughs) Yeah. The, the engagement piece has been very interesting online and like what engagement looks like. And that's kind of a theme that keeps coming up with every teacher I talk with is like, we've had to sort of change what, uh, how we see engagement that I, because we don't see their faces. So what does it look like um, when we're teaching remote and the sort of, you know, interacting in the chat or unmuting or, you know, responding to polls, like you mentioned in the beginning, um, just all different kinds of ways to make sure there's someone on the other side. Yeah. I mean, I'm good with something as simple as a thumbs up, like, right. <laughs> like okay, I got a thumbs right. up. There we go. Got right. <laughs> right. What you mentioned polls at the beginning, do you use polls through zoom or do you use um, poll everywhere? Or what, what do you use? Yeah, I do. And I, I'm again at the beginning, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like uh, have them write a dissertation for me at the beginning, but I use polls with like simple questions Simple musical things, musical definitions, vocabulary, key signatures, uh, things of that nature that are really easy for them to engage with that kind of kicks us off. Even if it's not even if it's not necessarily directly related to what we're about to do, but I can see people answer and and it's anonymous. So, so, you know, people don't have to feel bad. And then I'll share the polls and we'll kind of get competitive as a class like, hey, we're at 90 percent. Let's see if we can get that up to 95 percent, because I will go through and we'll we'll go track 
big answers in the poll in terms of like key signatures or answers and stuff like that. So I'll kind of get competitive with the class and see like, hey, we should let's get this to 100. And there have been times where we've gotten 100 percent of all the things answered, asked in the poll answered correctly. So it's been pretty awesome to kind of see them track their progress, too, through those polls. Now, are you using mostly course content or like SEL type of stuff? Both, mm-hmm. both. So occasionally I'll ask them, you know, give me one word of how you feel today. Type the one thing that has helped you stay sane during the quarantine. What uh, what's something fun that you did this weekend? Like just random things. And I actually appreciate that beginning of class where I've logged on early and waiting for people to come where I can actually have conversations with kids. So they've shared music with me, something called like lo-fi something or other. So like they'll share music, they'll share, they'll share video games and things of that nature. Cause they know I play games. So that's mm-hmm. been pretty fun to kind of have conversations too. Whereas we normally when classes happen, like I'm running around trying to rearrange chairs <laughs> or whatever the case may be to fix the classroom that we would right. necessarily get to have those conversations. Yeah. That's nice. So I'm going to throw back one of the questions you ask your students. Well, how are you staying sane throughout all of this? So uh, recently bought a house and the first purchase that I wanted to make was a pool table. Mm, nice. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I, I love pool. <laughs> I, yeah. I've taken up kind of a, a billiards uh, liking. So I've been playing some pool, not as much as when I first got it. When I first got it, I played every day. Uh, so I haven't played as much, but uh do a little bit of gaming. And honestly, I've spent more time than I think I would have ever gotten to spend with my kids. Like that's been one of the things that's kind of kept me saying, I've got, you know, I've got toddlers, two-year-old twin toddlers at home that are like, they are. That's a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) That age two two is tough and then have to have two two two-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. They are very interesting. So, you know, normally for what I do, I don't really get much time because there's so much, there's trips, there's competitions, there's Mm -hmm. honor bands and things where I'm almost always gone on the weekend in the fall and the spring is worse than the fall. So I went from expecting that in the fall to, not having to go to football games on Friday nights because there's no football games, no competitions because there's no where to compete right now. So I was able to be at home with my boys and kind of spend time with them that I never would have gotten to spend under normal circumstances. So that's really been one of the things that I've appreciated. That's great. Yeah. Just like the more time we can spend with our immediate family. I mean, I, my kids remote learn from home too. And I'm just, the amount of time that I spend with them. I just, it's just something that I think I'll look back on and miss once we get like crazy and busy again. And like even right now I'm daycare dad. Like I picked them up and dropped them <laughs> off. That would never happen because of my hours. Like I have an early bird class and I normally have rehearsals after school. So I would never be daycare dad right. in normal circumstances. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a transition for sure. Transitioning back to how things, um, used to be do you do your students um are they planning for any performances or did you kind of take that element out of things no it's kind of it's kind of still like in my pocket because Uh what i hope is that things improve to the point where sometime before the end of this year we can do something outside where we can spread out small groups whether they be by class to mm-hmm. even give the families an opportunity to come and bring your lawn chair spread out on this huge right. campus that we have outside and listen to yeah. us play. But uh, we've still done a few small uh, performance things. Uh, the students are going to record a duet 
with themselves. So they're going to record both parts using that that software that I, talk, I spoke to earlier. So they'll record duets and things of that nature. We're going to do a solo and ensemble in-house solo and ensemble. So they'll, they'll perform solos mm-hmm. and uh, things like that. So there will be some performance opportunities, just not as the whole group yeah. <laughs> that doesn't really work on the computer screen. Right. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Justin, for your time. And um, I wish you luck with those two twins at home. And um, it was nice to see you. We usually see each other in the hall or in the the copy room, but uh, it's nice to see you on Zoom when it's not a uh, building meeting or something. So. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much for your time today. No problem. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Bell. This show is hosted and produced by Evelyn Lauer. Music is written and performed by Jim Streisel and his band, The Dead Squirrels. If you are interested in being a guest on this show, please DM me on Twitter at Evelyn A. Lauer. I'm specifically looking for teachers who are currently teaching hybrid. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great week. Bye.